No, you're not going to do the... Oh, Doug's no. not going to do this. You know, geez, you get fired once and you're all bitter. And... <laughs> I didn't get fired. Oh, didn't you? You got fired. Yeah, I got fired. That's right. I, I've been fired before. I will tell you that much. <laughs> And I don't give a rat's ass who says what, but this is still car selling secrets. Without That's fine. Though. Without a sponsor as of right now, but it's going to change. So now that it's not sponsored by Walzer, I can do something I've always wanted to do. One of the first podcasts I was on with you was when Don Shelby was the co-host. Oh, God. You so have bombs? In honor of Don Shelby... Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> fuck you, Andy. <laughs> fuck you, new guy. And double fuck you, Tom. That is Don God, Shelby. That good. There's Don, Don Shelby, Shelby all the way. Fuck you. Oh, it's true. He loves the F bomb. Oh, you know, when you're repressing something for all those years. Yeah, that's, that's true. what he said. Yeah. It just gushes out. I had to be very. across the table from him, like you to me. And I'm <laughs> watching him, and I'm just. Oh, shit, I'm not watching TV. I'm supposed to answer his question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What did you want to know? 30 years, 35 years of watching him on television. Or probably right. longer than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 40 years. Something like that. But anyway, Doug Sprinthal's here. And... Mike Gelfand, sidekick. Chuck Gollop, new guy. New guy. And Andy Brent Bernard. Magnificent. I Fuck like you. It. <laughs> He's not going to give it up now. Could, can I say it to Don? I've always wanted to say it. Absolutely. Yes. Fuck you, Don Shelby. I love it. <laughs> Boys Day. Blasted. Love you, Don. Uh, they're getting blasted, no question about it. Everybody at Hubbard right now is going, um... Oh, they don't, they don't care about this yet. Oh, they, they don't? don't? They haven't quite taken this one over yet. They're uh, going to. I see. But, yeah, the... Uh, and they actually, they said, if you want to do that, Tom, that's great. But uh, several advertisers said, mm, don't do that. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. Fuck you, Stanley Hubbard. <laughs> oh, God. You're trying to get in. Everybody's good grade. No wonder they fired you. Honest to God. All right, I get it out of my system. It's going to be sorry. one hell of a story over the years, though, that you and I made millions of dollars for a company, and they end up getting rid of both of us I for know. no reason. It's, it it's happens. Just, what the hell is that? It's a reason that you're an employee and not an owner. It's worth No, the reason I wasn't not an owner because I wasn't either adopted or born to it. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> do, that does help to have a leg up. So. It certainly does. Everybody's been asking me what I'm going to do, and I, I, I do have something landed. I, I don't want to talk about it yet for the employees that I'll be working with. They, it's yeah. going to be a bit of a surprise, but... Uh, starting about the middle of May, I'll start receiving something that I've really gr- grown fond of, which is bi-weekly checks that I can deposit in the bank. That's really helpful, it's especially good when you have three kids mm-hmm. in college. It's a, good a thing. pro tip. All right. I promised I wouldn't reveal it, but I'm going to. Doug's going to work for AMC Rambler. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ramblin'. I'm a Ramblin'. Ramblin'. Isn't that Steve Martin that did that? Remember Ramblers? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. What a horrible car. Did, when, in, in Highway Patrol, didn't they drive a Rambler? I think so. I think they so. They might have at one point. Yeah, which was really funny to see him, you know, chasing a car in a Rambler. In a Rambler. Broderick, yeah. Broderick Crawford? Broderick yeah, Crawford. Broderick Crawford. I, I, occasionally I watch a, an old well, obviously, a very old episode of that. On, you can, As opposed to the new ones from 58? Yeah, yeah. You can watch it on YouTube. And and uh, you know what I like? I like the ones that we... Uh, I, I like any old show where they actually are on location. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yep. it's fun to watch the, the location more than the show. My favorite Highway Patrol was from about 1950... Was it 54, 55 when it started? Yeah, it'd be yeah. about right. Somewhere in there. So uh, Roderick Crawford comes back, and he's talking to the sergeant on duty and blah, blah, blah. He goes, so those guys, they ever catch those two guys? They track them down? Well, not yet, uh, sir. Uh, 
can you give us any tips? He goes, yeah, I got a big tip for you. Should be pretty easy to catch. They're both Negroes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Highway Patrol. This yeah. is on national television. I, in don't, the I don't think that they had the fitness requirements to no. be a police officer back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Roderick Crawford Roderick, couldn't yeah. run down a two-year-old. Oh, uh, you wouldn't think so. No. I, I like the way that they, you know, they'd have the, they, they'd fire the warning shot, but the warning came after they shot the guy. Right. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Timing. Timing's yeah. a problem. It does happen. We were highly, I was a retired policeman, so we were highly trained in the warning shot. Highly trained. Highly, no, highly okay, trained. What, yeah. Where'd you work? Uh, Bloomington. Magnificent. Yeah. Yeah, you know I hate cops. That's, yeah, oh, I, I know you do. I, everybody's always very aware. I, I still, one thing, and I'll go through this very, very quickly. One thing that about my youth that I really loved was my mother and her cousin. Her cousin Lamont Dean, he was a detective uh, in the Minneapolis Police Department. He was a Republican. She was a Democrat. Those two loved each other. I couldn't even tell you. They're cousins. They disagreed completely on politics, but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, you, know, you don't agree with me, but I love you anyway. That's how it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. It used to be like that in the world, I feel like. Was it? Yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, Chuck, I don't yeah, know where maybe you not. <laughs> but it was just no, so nice to watch people who disagreed on pretty much every political point, uh, but they just that it didn't matter. There was only the political parts of their life where they didn't, they didn't agree, and it was not enough to ruin their friendship. Well, I, I vowed like never to say this again, but as you know, my wife and I agreed on only one thing. <laughs> to get rid of you? No, that we both hated me. <laughs> I do remember. That was 1986. I believe it was like May 15th. You're probably right. Yep. He went on the air, and he's like... <laughs> I said, Mike, what's wrong? You're staring at the table. You're huffing and puffing. Oh, God, Tom. Okay, and you delivered a line because you deliver a lot better than I do. Uh, just, I just realized my wife and I have only one thing in common. We both hate me. <laughs> I started laughing, <laughs> and I think I laughed for about three hours. It's like Because it was true, by yeah. the way. That's yeah. the other well, part. that's the thing. You know. That was a great part of it. It was a true statement anyway. It's a foundation for a good marriage, building on common ground. I like yeah. that. Yeah. No question. And from there, it. you know, how can you lose? You know what I really like, too, because Catherine uh, came. There was a, a gathering here for the uh, some of the advertisers and some of the uh, the people over at Hubbard and management. They just came over, and they had a nice little reception and all that stuff. And just to hear those guys talk about how many times I've been fired was a real thrill. So how many times have you been fired? <laughs> Every job I've ever had, pretty have much. You really? That's awesome. Well, not not every right? <clears throat> Yeah, I suppose that's true. That yeah, you're probably right about that. But I didn't get fired from Capital when I worked at Capital Records, so I quit there. Yeah. So that was it. And then you're in voiceover; you get fired every day because you do the commercial right. and, then and you're then fired. You, that's not the. You same. should you know I you should never quit that that Capital thing. That was a good gig. It All was you had a to great do was job. drive around the lake. I drove around the lake with my uh, Pepsi Twist, which yeah. was a lemon-flavored <laughs> Diet I Pepsi. I remember all the cans in the, the backseat. In the backseat, there were tons of cans. Yeah. That was a hell of a job. <laughs> it had to be, yeah. I got like, oh, man, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got to go. Why? Well, I got to pick up uh, Paul McCartney. It's like, <laughs> what? That's cool. Wow. No, I actually never did pick him up. That I was supposed to interview him once, but I had to pick up Andy from school, so I said, can't do it. I got to pick my son up, <laughs> which not a lot of people understood. Priorities. Yeah, we say. I love my son. That's all I know. I, I really like Paul, but, you know. Tommy's right there. I know. I shouldn't <laughs> talk like that in front of him. I'm not paying attention. Not, well, that's good. So like usual, it's car selling secrets, Andy. Is that deal? I had a job for seven hours once. That was my shortest. Seven job. hours? Nice. I moved down to uh, Phoenix with my girlfriend. I was 17, right out of high school. Um, 
it's the late 70s, lived with another couple, friends of ours, rented this little shotgun shack, and I had to get a job, apparently. So I wound up working for Ambassador International, and back then, Channel 9 sold their products, and they had, like, the Swiss Army knife of purses. It had all these different things, and they were nine ninety nine or something like that. So I got hired as the inspector. <laughs> so my job was to stand in the assembly line and pull every fourth one off and make sure the oh, zippers yeah. worked and all this. It was just fucking brutal. So it was lunchtime, and this uh, other young ruffian came over. We both had hair halfway down our backs. And he worked in loading and receiving, and he goes, uh, Inspector, he should come loading and receiving. He's going to drive you crazy. Here, I got something that's going to help you. We go out back and get higher than a giraffe's ass. <laughs> If you thought the morning was slow, uh oh, oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. I never went back. See, that's why I, you know, there's this big controversy about medical marijuana now, um, recreational marijuana in Minnesota, and we're going to get it. It's yeah, I gonna, think they're pretty close. Yeah, it's going to be maybe next year when when it finally shows up. But you know, you've got all these people saying, oh, it's a it's a terrible thing," you know, and these people they they get high and it's a you know they're going to be they're going to be uh, they're going to be doing meth soon after that, and you know all this. No, like, they're not. No, of course they're not. It's it's you know it's a, it, not only is it a safe drug, but my vision of it is you're going to have people like terrible people who are going to want to like commit mass murders, right? And they're going to say, uh, you know, I think I'll just stay home today. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's Good. what I'm thinking. The Simpsons yeah. episodes on I've been dying to watch. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's uh, Although it's interesting, I was in Colorado right after they legalized it, I don't remember, six or seven years ago. Oh, my God. Meeting that with was, an advertising agent. That was amazing. And I, one of the guys that I was with was a young stoner, and he's like, wow, man, it's cool, Colorado, so uh, what's it like? And the guy that owned the company says, honestly, it totally sucks. We're like, <laughs> yeah. why is that? And he goes, every server is so stoned, they fuck up all your orders, and there's always some <laughs> asshole driving 45 miles an hour in the left lane on I-70. <laughs> and sure enough, the next day we're heading to the airport, there's some kid in a blown-out Grand Prix with a Bob Marley air freshener hanging from the just kickback on. Oh, God. Doing the lean? Yep, doing the lean. Yeah. So, I smoked weed forever and ever and ever throughout high school, and I decided I wanted to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Quit cold turkey, didn't smoke until I retired, and I figured the very first thing I'm going to do is smoke weed. <laughs> I got it, right? So I did. And it just wasn't fun because it wasn't huh. dangerous. Yeah, I could actually I do it. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah it's not as true. much fun, definitely, for a lot of reasons. One reason is it's it's just so powerful now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's not like the, the little kind of buzz you used to get, you know, the ditch weed. Right. We didn't have this kind of stuff. I saw a story the other day. That uh, someone's opening up a uh, like a wants to open up a marijuana bar in Colorado. Oh yes, I did see that. See that that story? Yep. Yeah, and it's like uh, the uh, it's like the 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 wait the waiter or wait person comes around with a big bomb. Server, Mike. Yeah, a server. Server, server, of course. The garçon. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, garçon. And and they they come around and you know and they they say would you like a hit from this bong you know so you pay ten dollars and you get a hit from the bong I think it's a bad idea. Wait a second! You suck on the same ball. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. That's my first thought. I assume yes. it's some sort of replaceable thing. You know? I, hope. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I would definitely hope so. Like one of those sleeves they have on the uh, thermometers at the at yeah. hospitals. Oh, you absolutely. Put one of those over it. The Girl Scout troops in Colorado would be circling that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get this stuff on Amazon now. So, like, yeah, uh, you pretty much can. Yeah, can't you? try Delta, and you take one of them. You're like, I don't feel anything. I'll just take another one. Uh-oh. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. That's the mistake. Oh boy. So how do they do this? Because I've been taking medical marijuana to sleep now for about five years. And you do not get high from it. It just puts you to sleep. You're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm doing it. You may want to double up. I'm doing 55 milligrams a night, so I'm not... Holy shit. It just does not have the impact that hmm. 10 milligrams of the street stuff does. I don't know. I, I'm, you know. The thing I found out was I smoked a pot fairly, fairly regularly in high school. And, and then uh, I walked into the offices of the Minnesota Daily... Oh, sure. They gave me an assignment. I never smoked pot again. That was it? Well, I just, I could not never smoke pot and, and, and write a story. Yeah, yeah street pot, there's no way. I don't right. think I get any kind of pot. Um, but, you know, not the recreational stuff. Maybe maybe the, the medical stuff, maybe. I don't know. But, no, I mean, like, I walked in. I'm a journalist now. That's it. No pot. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't say I'm going to start going to class, but I did say I'm going to start writing. So, no, I never understood how people could work after getting high. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the job would do be. That. They'd, they'd get stoned and study for hours, and they were all great students. I, I was oh, like, no, squirrel! I yeah. Yeah, no. What's that record? I could get lost for 30 minutes popping a zit right now on that Delta <laughs> stuff. Like, what's, <laughs> really? What happened? What? what? Yeah. Well, I should mention to Dougie with the face you made, because I asked him. The doctor uh-huh. prescribed in the first place five years ago. I just asked him a couple of weeks ago. I said, I'd take about 55 milligrams to sleep at night. Is that dangerous? He goes, no, why? And I said, well, it seems like a lot. He goes, I prescribe some people 500 milligrams. Yeah, 500 like milligrams. I'm like, Something Whoa. else when sounds you're like, at that point. It sounds like too much of a good thing. Though. It really does, wow. doesn't it? I couldn't. And I actually met one of the people. I said, you really take that? I said, I can't sleep if I don't. Yeah, I suppose they have such an incredible anxiety. You got to knock it out somehow. So now yeah. the other side of the coin. A couple of years ago, we were down in Red Wing for the Fourth of July, and there's another couple with us, and they love Red Wing. Keep our boats down there and watch fireworks. It's just a great time. And we both had dinghies, and we were going to go for a bar hop dinghy cruise, which is, if you're in that area is just great. Mississippi is a pub on the backwater. <laughs> Mr. Go, yeah, Mississippi it's underwater now, right? Uh, oh, they yeah, all are. Petey true, Pappy's, yeah. Mississippi, <laughs> the Pickled true. Parrot, the, the Grumpy Old Men Bar, and whatnot. they're just up to it. But it happens every few years. That's yeah, why they smell. Yeah. So anyway, I said, smell. here, um, that's got nice. some gummies. You want to take one? And this buddy, friend of mine, Mike, says, sure. So we take off about half an hour later, and it's Mississippi is like two miles up the river and around. We're just cruising along about 10, 15 miles an hour. And where the hell is Mike? And he's back there in his little 12-foot dinghy going about two miles an hour. They finally get there. And I said, what's going on? And his wife says, don't ever give him those things again. He was <laughs> terrified. He thought he was going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Six-inch high waves on the Mississippi is going to kill you. Oh, my God. It's too dangerous. You can see the land on both sides. The water is 80 degrees. You right. might have to swim. That would be the worst it could be. I got a text message. Why didn't we play the intro music? Because it says yeah, Walzer Automotive Group. It sure it. does. Does it? Yeah. Yep. I could just go, ah! <laughs> Just I scream during the first Just part. Just scream during the first part. Although I noticed you're playing the intro music from the album my wife and I just finished, actually. We've yes. been using that as our intro music cool. since uh, you sent it over. Thanks. Do you get any residuals for that? <laughs> yeah, I send them a check every yeah, week. Yeah, every week. week. It's, not, it's not much. It's like a couple of grand a week. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, okay, well, Andy, you handle that, will you? 15-second clip. 
I've got some other ones that Andy can send you when you get bored of that. So. How many people have reached out to you about not being on the show anymore? Uh, I lost my old email address about oh, 10 yeah, years ago. So that's huh? kind of where it stopped. Oh, so it's okay. people that knew me on Facebook and stuff who would always reach out. God, we have stuff. tons of people asking when you're going to come back, what's he doing, what's this all about. Well, just be patient. If you have car <laughs> questions, you can get a hold of me. I'll give you my personal lead re- email address, which is really complicated. It's Doug Sprinthal at Gmail. That is difficult. I Sprinthal like that. is with two L's. Oh, with two L's, yeah. yes. That's, that's how right. I spell my name. It. Yes, exactly. If you do one L, you, it won't come through. So if you have, and I, I you know, I, that was one of the many cool things about what you and I built together is we became kind of a trusted source for people buying cars. And I would get By requests. Millions. Even right. people that weren't going to buy from that company they mm-hmm. might be in different parts of the country it's like all right don't be a dick here it takes five minutes to right. tell them what the right, right thing to do is and i really enjoyed that i thought it was cool and it was really Everybody a testament to how well this worked and anyway <laughs> i'll say no more that. i wish the cameras would have been on for that facial expression <laughs> and nah, i can't figure this stuff out can you joe from louisville if you start signing me up for solar panel uh sales and siding and stuff i will drive down there and kill you that's what he said he's talking about doing <laughs> i know yes <laughs> you should sell siding doug that's right ouch well yeah. i i had a couple of cousons who sold siding oh, you did you really did you ever see Tin Men? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, Tin Men was very really funny. Good movie. I, I actually saw it not that long ago. It's one of those many great movies that you wouldn't be able to make today. Yeah. But, oh no. But uh, great, but great acting too in that thing. God. My favorite scene was when uh, Richard Dreyfus calls Danny DeVito up and he goes. I fucked your wife. <laughs> and he goes, "Good, you can have her." And he slams the phone down. And Richard Dreyfus goes. I just got fucked. <laughs> God, unbelievable. Uh, you know, Dreyfus, I, I've liked most of the movies he, he made, but apparently he was not easy to work with. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. I mean, going back to uh, Duty, Duty Kravitz. Oh, yeah. Duty Kravitz. Yeah. That's a while ago. Yeah, Holy God. Well, I think that God. was his first movie. He was in... Um... We watched American Graffiti about three or four months ago, and... You know, he's supposed to be a teenager. He's one of those people that was born 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he just doesn't pull it off, even though he probably was 19 or 20. Yeah. He married my aunt. Did or, he they're really? not sorry. His dad married my aunt. So really? So he was my first cousin by marriage, and they have had... He's written books about the troubled relationship with his dad. He is not an easy fella to get along with. Oh, that is very, very common. People in yep. acting, even in radio, television, all that stuff... Dad oh, effed up a lot. Way to square mm-hmm. the circle, new guy. Uh huh. You're welcome. Major You're welcome. Points. <laughs> no, here, hang on a second. Drew, <laughs> <laughs> dropped a couple of names here. <laughs> Dropping a couple of names, baby. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, what the hell's that great movie that Richard Dreyfus was in, and he just peeks in through the door. Dustin Hoffman stars in it. What the hell's the name of it? It's got it. Movie's at least 50 years old. I can picture that, too. Is I he, know. Is he in Mrs. Robinson? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what, what was the name I of the know. movie, I think you're though. thinking of The Graduate. The, gra- the Graduate. Oh, there yeah. you go, Andy. Yeah, that, was, that was different. Andy saves the old guys once again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even memory. born yet, but I still know what the name of the movie was, you dopes. I made the mistake of seeing the movie about, like, two years after it was made. It was it was already basically obsolete. Was it really? Yeah, that that one had a very <laughs> short period of, of relevance. Yeah, I I understand that. I just thought like I you know I, I remember I was living in Evanston at the time, 
And so it was, uh, yeah, so that, that would have been like 1973 probably when I saw the movie. So it probably came out in 1970 yeah. maybe, 71. And, you know, and, uh, but I think people in there had, they cherished the movie. I think they'd already seen it. Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm thinking like, well, this, that's just stupid, you know. What, you can't be serious. It was already just like totally, it had curdled. In really? About, in, about in two, two years. years? Yeah. That's amazing. It plastics, was every, it was Benjamin. Just campy. Plastics. Interesting. Yeah, it was just campy. Plastics, that's right. This yeah. Is oh, yeah. Get yeah. into plastics. Whoever did the soundtrack will never go anywhere. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that's happening. what I said. Yeah. I said, come on. Never. Who are these well, guys? Tell you what, I feel the same way. It's. Uh, I hope they hang in there for a couple of years because it's such a great movie. Catherine and I finally last night watched Cocaine Bear. Oh, I haven't seen it's it. It's like, are you kidding me with this? Did you watch it? I haven't seen it. It's on my list. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, it actually is pretty. It's not great by any stretch, but it's pretty damn funny, actually. Huh. Things happen in there. There's a. Yeah, I just watch it. If you can, okay. It's only an hour and like 25 That's minutes. It's perfect long. for you. Oh, an hour and 25 minutes? Yeah. Absolutely. But there's, I'm guessing there must be about 500 pounds of cocaine in that movie. It's <laughs> like, so, Jesus. And it's spread all over this forest. And the bears keep finding it. And I heard that the, the Medellin cartel is not happy about it. I would imagine. They want their coke back. Yeah, I think so. They want their money. They want their money. I still don't understand that. You're going to put it in a wrapper in Mexico and send it to me, and then I'm going to shove it up my nose? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it ain't going to be happening with I you. I hadn't thought about that perspective, uh, <sighs> having not contemplated the, the use of that drug. But Well, mm. Mike, as you know, drug dealing in my neighborhood was just rampant. It was everywhere, right? Yeah. As a cop, you know that, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just always said to them, why would I buy something from you and either snort it, smoke it, inject it? No! Yeah, I don't know where that's been. Yeah, I have no idea mm. where those drugs have been. I never had any interest in that whole deal. Now, drinking heavily was different. You know what I'm saying. Well, the alcohol kills all the germs, so it doesn't matter where it's been. That's exactly yeah. How could right. you have worked in the record business without a huge Coke habit? I know. Isn't that amazing? In the 70s, that was the deal. It was the... And I never went and got drugs for anybody either. I was asked by several people, <clears throat> might have been one of the members of April Wine, uh, to go buy him some Coke. And I said, I'm not doing that. What are you, nuts? There's no way I'm doing it. I never, ever did. Most of the other guys probably did, but I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to start buying from drug dealers for you not a chance that bernard kid's never gonna make it never gonna make it in it and what uh, uh somebody told me duran duran's coming to town is that right come to that I, I read that yeah i should go out and see those guys i haven't seen those guys since i traveled with them back in 1970 jesus what that might have been 1980 when, when did duran duran break big in i would say it was girls on 83 film. 80, 83 82 83 that'd be about right yeah. well they were formed ago. in 78 so I guess it took them a while. Yeah, so 82 or 83 would be about right then. Let's see, what was their first big hit? Probably Good. Hungry Like the Wolf? Girls on Film. Oh. Girls on mm -hmm. Film, when was, was that? It was one of the first uh, that was 81. videos ever shown on uh, MTV. Girls uh, on Film. They're going to be at the State Fair, by the way. Oh, they're going to be at the State Fair. Okay, yep. so they're coming in. There's in no August. better venue for good music. <laughs> <laughs> the State Fair. Everybody... It's a high demand event. Let's see how much tickets are. Yeah, I called from Moon yesterday. Billion dollars. What I was going to ask you about this. He's uh, trying to round up tickets to see Daryl Hall and Todd Rundgren at Mystic in, oh, yeah. it's in August or something. So. How come I can't run? Well, you should just call the Hubbards. 
They they do pretty well. I don't know if he knows that or not. Does he? Well, I don't I think could, he works for him anymore. Well, I know, but he can. They still do it. They yeah, they think the world of that guy over there. I'll I tell you that. that. They love him. I said, have you ever met him? The guy's a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> main Fakey. stand tickets are about a hundred, two hundred dollars each. Yeah, not uh, bad. Plaza C, uh, eight hundred to a thousand. <laughs> To go to the state fair to see an act, I don't to think so. To see Duran Duran. quote Don Shelby, fuck that. <laughs> exactly, quote Don Shelby again. Yeah, pl- well, Plaza C is front and center, so that's going to be, of course, the best tickets. I'll just go backstage. It'd be much better to see it back there anyway. Yeah. It all works out in the end, doesn't it? So, Dougie, what's the latest? How well, have you been, Mike? Because, you know, I went, I was on the phone with Doug a lot over the last you month were, or so. I, I actually, we, in the last year, you and I talked more, I think, off air than we ever had before. I mean, you went through the same thing I did. It was just slightly yeah. different. And it's it's unsettling, and it's the same feelings. It's like, God damn it. And it's, it's all, all based on time. politics. Right. All of it's political. All of it. But at Disgusting. the end of the day, um, things are good. Kids yeah. are great. i got a great marriage. going to start a new job. I'm excited about that. So boo-hoo. You know, I agree 99% of the people on the planet would trade places with anybody in this room in mm-hmm. a second. Well... Except for the new guy, maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the name dropper. You Chuck's know. out of the mix. He's out of the mix, man. So, but it it, it, it is interesting, um, and I I really I concentrated on two things, not freaking out my wife. Good man, did good busy. man. Yep. And she even said a couple times, she goes, "You're handling this pretty well." And I said, "Only when you're here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose. Because the other thing is, um, I applied for numerous jobs, which I was really probably qualified if not overqualified for and i think that being 64 and a half might have an effect on whether you get through the hiring fence really? or not yeah i'm just guessing um you're right though about about i wasn't spouse, even getting spouse management in, in these periods is very important it is as I, I i told you the story we weren't uh we weren't uh on the show at the time here but uh we were actually we were just waiting but I told you the story about when I when I was working at the Minneapolis Tribune and the papers merged and oh, yeah. so they were offering people five years medical insurance a year's salary if they were willing to leave, and so I I didn't think much about it and then one Friday afternoon it was like ten to six. Or I can't so. think of a job I wouldn't quit for that. I know. Well, that was what I thought, but but I hadn't even thought about it. And then about it was like five fifty. I just banged out a story. I was getting ready to go home, and I saw the union captain. In the newsroom, I said, "Hey, you know that uh, severance thing? Uh, are they? Uh, is that still available?" He looked at his watch. He said, "Yeah, for another ten minutes." So I said, "That's <laughs> okay. cool." And I walked in and I resigned, and uh, and I went home and I told my wife. And after that, I was sleeping in the sub basement. <laughs> oh, no. Not just the basement. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I understand. Not happy, point. you know, because after all, I could have had that job forever. You know, very secure and everything. Yeah. But also, of course, I. Not that this entered into the equation, but I would have been miserable. Well, of course, yeah, of course I'm already miserable. <laughs> yeah, you're already, what are you talking about? You'd, you'd more, be miserable. More miserable. You'd be miserabler. <laughs> yes, that's right. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. No, so but but every you know, most most stories about people getting getting fired or quitting usually have a happy ending. It seems. If they wanted to, to well, be right. Happy. If you if want, they yeah. want to wallow in their misery, right? Not exactly. Get anywhere. But, but I mean, it's an opportunity. Well, I mean, the only problem I have with all that stuff, as long as we need to talk about this, I'll be very honest with you on on that whole deal, um, and in some other areas too in in life, and it, happen, it happens to you guys all the time. I just don't understand how someone who knows nothing about radio gets to judge what happens on the radio. Yeah, I know. No, that that's, makes that's, no that's the sense. Worst, that's the that's, worst thing about a job in marketing is yes. everybody thinks they're marketing. They do. Too, because they own a television. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's almost yep. every job. But you know, that's, the thing is you never want to work for anyone who thinks they know how to do your job. No, I, That's right. why there's so many proctologists. Nobody says, <laughs> I, I've got a, I, have you ever experimented with a pinky? Oh, yeah. You I saw a proctologist that. once, no big deal, just saw him once. And uh, this was like many years ago. And so, you know, he was a nice guy, and we chatted. And, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, I was getting ready to, to go home. And I said, hey, I just want to ask one question. And then he became furious. He said, because people are happy when they leave. What? Well, because he knew I was going to say, why would anyone want to be a proctologist? Because mm-hmm. oh it's God. a shitty job. And, but uh, he was yeah. so thank tired you, of hearing much. that. Yeah. He just uh, he's kind of freaked out. He had a good sense of humor other than that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear he that. Was, you know, he, he pulled the old thing where, you know, he took out the prescription pad, and then he took out a, a, a thermometer, and he said, oh, God, some asshole must have my pen. I have my pen. Yeah. Love that joke. Yeah, that was in a movie, joke. wasn't it? It had to be. Yeah. I think it was in some movie. Probably half the proctologists in America are still telling that joke. Yes, they are. <laughs> I guarantee it's true. But, yeah, I mean, it's just this whole thing, that your deal, my deal, all these other deals – 
Tucker Carlson called me today. Don Lemon. Did he really? No, he didn't. <laughs> well, I know you know Tucker. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta know that he's going into podcasting, right? Absolutely. I would absolutely think so. Yes. They both probably will. Who? Don Lemon? Yeah. I did love that headline yesterday. CNN sours on lemon. <laughs> oh, who wrote that? I oh, saw that. I didn't even catch it. Isn't oh. it phenomenal? Uh, yeah. I love sours that. That's, that's on a lemon. Uh, daily post. <laughs> He wasn't the most uh, the most uh, powerful of of all the talent there in what CNN. No. Oh, what a bad! You man. know what everybody forgets? Most people forget. You guys probably know, but Tucker Carlson used to work for CNN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. MSNBC. And MSNBC. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. It does see that doesn't matter with these entertainers. Yeah. No. Exactly. They're showmen. They're not newsmen. No. Yeah. No, they have nothing to do with the news. You're, yeah. That's 100% accurate, right there. You go out there and you put on a show. We don't give a rat's ass what you say about the news. That's right. As long as you're putting on a good show. Yeah. I cannot watch any of them. I try and I try and try, and I cannot watch any of them because it's like this and it's that. Look, I... I watch Weekend Update. That's where. <laughs> that's my favorite news show. That's Saturday my favorite night part of this. I think the one part that of that SNL that usually so is funny. So consistently good. Yeah. That show sucks now. Watch... The it's show all, it's, as a whole, yeah. Now. Saturday We've been saying that for 20 Live. years. 30 years. Yeah, Saturday Night true. Live has always been uneven. It's yeah. always been up and down. There's remember been what, terrible skits in the 70s and 80s. And Remember yeah. what drove me away from the show? I never watched it after that. The Coneheads. Oh. Like, oh. Nope, I want nothing to <laughs> yeah, do with that. That was, that was like 76. Bad. You yeah. stopped watching in 76. Yeah, oh, Bella. what a yeah. stupid you missed Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You missed... I, you know what I like, Dan Escapo, Ackroyd. all the greats. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, yeah. you couldn't meet Escapo. a nicer guy. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Jesus, that bit was terrible. I uh, I'm ring have, toss. Yeah. Like, oh God. I watch a few skits, you know, online, but now that Cecily Strong is gone, um, I'm not so high on the show anymore. Now, who's Cecily Strong? She's a brilliant actress. Yeah. On what? Is, what is she on? Uh, on yes, Saturday Night Live. Oh, I haven't watched. Like I said, she I was, was there for Chuck. quite a few years, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. She yeah. just left. The other thing I enjoy is. When did they get so political? After the very first show. Yeah. Chase, Chase wound up in rehab yeah, by yeah. hurting himself doing Gerald Ford impersonations. Yeah, Remember him trying to trim the uh -huh. Christmas tree? And yeah. Bam! Yeah. It's always been political, and it's always been alternately great and shitty. Yes, mm -hmm. that's, that's the way it's been. Uh, somehow they've made it all these years. Yeah. And people always say, it's not as good as it used to be. Well, probably, but... A show that can make it for 35 years or whatever, yeah, you, you got to give them some credit. Think Lauren Michaels has made any money off that? Oh, show. man. He's done pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Universally nice loved, too, isn't he? <clears throat> oh, my God, the people hate him. Yeah. Oh, Do they? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. never tell when they have references to them, whether they're, like, really caustic or they're just sort of being cute. <sighs> Everyone's got a story about him. He, yeah, they he do. He sounds rough. Yeah, he does. No doubt about last that. last time I watched it was uh, April 1st, and... Apparently, Michael Che had told the audience beforehand not to laugh at any of Colin oh, Jost's right. jokes. Oh, that's right. Because they're trading back and forth. And I'm that's like, right. Colin Jost is looking around. It's like, dead silence. What? <laughs> what did I do now? Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's like a guy hits a grand slam and gets the silent treatment that's in the right. dugout. It's the same thing. Yeah. That is phenomenal. That is a wonderful deal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, we, just, we just slog through life. Is that it? We'll just laugh, have a good time. You know, I've I learned this years ago, and it's been helpful for me. I'm not trying to give anybody advice, but when things get tough, I always take some time to count my blessings. Yeah, and there are usually there you a go. lot more of those than problems. For me, when things yep. get tough, I take Vicodin. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that too—that's part of the deal. That's right, that yeah. whole deal. 
No, I, people ask me about that. Oh, well, how are you taking this? I said, I go home to Catherine every night. I don't give a rat's ass yeah, about where I right. work. Who cares? You know, it never would occur to me to say that to you. No. Oh, God, no. Because I think it was a good break. You know, I mean, it was time to leave. Oh, it was definitely time to go. And the, no what's going on now is fantastic. Yeah, I, I do listen yeah. to your uh, podcast, not constantly, but the, the the morning one, and it sounds great. It's really fun. And it's well Hubbard's made a great and to work professional, for and, and you can tell you're yeah. having a lot more fun. Oh, there's no question about it. Well, these people know what they're doing. Boy, do they ever. They are sharp. Well, they're the only ones that are making any money in that business. Yeah. Everybody else in this market is deeply in debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, it ain't going to be for long. I can promise you that there's one of them, and I won't say which one it is, is $17 billion in debt. That's a lot for How is one that market. even possible? It, NPR? How? Yeah, it's <laughs> NPR. Well, NPR is all pissed off because they, who said they got money from, uh, Twitter. from the government? Twitter did? Yep. So why don't they get? They do get money from yeah, the government. Yeah, they get a little bit. Mm-hmm. I so, think it's a five percent of their budget. Really? Yeah, they still get yeah. money. Hey, you can send five percent of my budget to I, me. I'm not. I'm <laughs> just works. saying that it's. They do get money from the government. I think it, Andy. Another episode of Andy looks up shit for old guys on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Well, from what I've heard, they get almost no money from the government directly, but they have stations that each get money from the states in which they are, yes. and then that money gets funneled up to NPR. And they do sell shows to each other. I mean, that's how Julia Child started. It was oh, that right? public radio in Boston, mm. and then public TV, and then they that was the first show that they syndicated and made them a lot of money. Garrison Keillor made a shitload of money for public Oh, I got to call him today. I'm glad you brought that up. Gary? I haven't <laughs> talked to Gary in a while. Gary from Anoka. Gary, yeah, Gary from Anoka. That's who yeah. he was. Absolutely. Became Garrison, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It just, it is what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, they get about twelve percent of their money from okay, government. I was, entities. I was way off then. What's it, the woman's name that does the morning show there? Uh, She's a very Terry nice person. Gross. Not Terry Gross. Uh, I don't know her. I don't. Uh, Carrie is Gross. It, oh, who the hell is it? She's been there a long time. She's a very, very pleasant woman. Very pretty woman. Very pleasant. Uh, got a great attitude, guys. Very even keel. Yeah. Who the hell is that? She's. A, I've only talked to her a few times, but she's always very. Pleasant. That's the public radio thing, you know. Is the even keel? Yeah. They've got it mastered. They do. Oh, do they yeah. really? No emotion, just absolutely. Very professional. Yeah. Well, they're very political, though, aren't they? As well. Not so much. They they try to dance around stuff because. Oh, do they really? Oh yeah, because I, I just they, list, they get some funding. I was listening you know, yesterday, so. and yeah. they were talking about that how they post themselves as being different and the guy that was a reporter he said you know i cover us so i'm a little bit biased and people make mistakes but we don't go out and make stuff up we do have some guidelines yeah. we won't they won't interview anybody that's a uh climate change denier or thinks mm. that the election was fake but those right. those are the only two things that are out of bounds i actually They've tricked me a couple of times. They turned it on. This is probably six or seven years ago, and they're interviewing somebody, and I had no idea who it was, and didn't really agree with everything that he said. But it was interesting and clearly intelligent, and it was Mike Huckabee. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. God! Yeah. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> He's busy selling those kits for the kids. I don't and all know what stuff. he was up to, but it was. Uh, He's it got was... like kits for kids or something. I don't know what that is. And they like... did a long interview. Uh, long deal about uh what's her name betsy the former uh secretary of education for trump devos yeah really interesting person 
very interesting. Mm -hmm. well, just what she took with herself and tried to do, I wasn't a big fan of. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you just let you know middle class and rich people send all their kids to private school, it'll just, you think public schools are bad now. That's the end. Yeah, no, that's, that's, but I mean, that's a, the thing. Having someone in that background. position who hates public education, yeah. the whole idea of it is public right. education. Right, no, I, I understand. Yeah. But so, my point being is that unlike <clears throat> CNN, Fox, where they're just, they, public radio doesn't yell at people, even though they don't. No, they them, don't. They just yeah, let them talk, true. and they give them yep. plenty of time and yep. room. Well, CNN so. is, is it's unwatchable now. Yeah. It is. Because they've decided they're going to be right in the middle of the road, and it's not it's not interesting yeah, at it's all. it's boring as shit. Where the hell did you see them be in the middle of the road? Every time I turn <laughs> that thing on, they're going after somebody. Well, hard. no, it's pretty. It's pretty well. Well, I mean, you you can read about it, but no, lately, like you know, this is a big thing. They got a new guy came in, and he said we're not going to be so political. And so you know, they they just have boring panel discussions, and it's not the least bit interesting. You didn't see the Don Lemon Vivaswamy. Uh, well, that Vivek saw, Swami uh, interview, did you? Yeah, well, the, he's gone now. What a prick But he that's was, one Dan. reason he's gone now. You know, one of the things he said was amazing. Don Lemon, you just don't know what it's like to, to be a man of color. Oh Vivek my. is like twice as dark <laughs> as he is. Like, what are you talking about? What an asshole. That don't man call is. me a wow. Negro, Negro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aaron that guy says he loves hearing Doug again. Best who, to wishes. Who said that? Uh, listener, Aaron. Oh, cool. Yep. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron, I'll send you the five bucks. <laughs> I'll get you to call in. No, I, I, I just, I can't watch any of it because, uh, and I cannot watch anything to do with either Trump or Biden either. These two are just, I can't take it anymore. You know, ugh. I, I, I wish the Dem, I wish the Democrats could have got together when Joe and said, okay, enough's enough. Go you away. did your job. Yeah, you're not going to live much longer. Take a couple of years off, and well, every poll that's out there shows that even Democrats don't want him to run. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. they don't. They don't. Yeah. They like what he's done, but they right. don't want him running. Well, how could you like what he's old. done? Well, yeah. because he's accomplished things that people who are liberals and vote for Biden like. Yeah, but the problem is we're deeper in debt than we've ever. Well, we been. are always deeper in debt. Not that this rate we haven't been. Well, no, it, it accelerated in the last ten years. That's for sure. Well, it has. You're absolutely right because pe people fall for this. Nobody serves the public anymore. I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican. They don't serve the the, the people. No. It's all they, how they can make money, for Christ's sake. I got an ad up on Facebook what from are you Joe Biden. About? I'll tell after he, I don't want to interrupt him. He's, he's oh, just you're finally so coming nice. out I'm of the show. Finally, starting to talk. <laughs> yeah, Thank finally you gets so an much. Opening. Thank you. Yeah, finally something I can talk about. So uh, I got an ad from Biden uh, saying, "I'm I'm announcing my candidacy," and the comments were just painful. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Joe, yeah. thanks for your time, but it's time to go. And they were all supporters, but they were saying. You yeah, need to yeah, go. You I, need to I, go. I, let's let's escort that. him out. No, what I was laughing at is an old Cal, Albert Collins song, one of my favorite blues musicians, great guitar player, but a funny guy too. And one of the lines in his songs is, I don't care what the people's thinking. I ain't drunk. I've just been, been drinking. drinking. <laughs> That's a great line. That is a great line. No, I see that. i got to be very honest with you, whether it's left or right, Republican, Democrat, what the hell it is. I don't understand how people can get so locked into one of these parties now. They're yeah. both a complete disaster. Absolutely. So I don't know. How can you support these people? They're terrible. Yep. How can we have two parties representing all sides of all issues in this country with as many people as we have? It's nuts. Look at Mike Walls. Is it Mike Walls? Is that his name? 
The governor? The governor, Tim. Tim Walls. Yeah. Mike, Tim is Walls. A, he's a bass player. And oh, is he? Yeah, that's where I got it. Here's a guy. We got to raise our taxes, and they're going to redo my house, so I'm going to move in a $17,000 a month house. What is wrong with him? It's a little tone deaf, isn't it? Yeah, just a little tone deaf there. Maybe we could straighten that all out and stop doing things like that. Is that the new one? Because he was at a fifty-four thousand dollar one. For oh, a while yeah, too. yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, at yeah. first he was, but yeah. then they said move down yeah. to the seventeen thousand yeah. dollars. Hey, Gov, the optics aren't so great. Let's move you to St. So Paul. You need to pay more taxes, but I'm pissing away two hundred grand on rent that I don't have to pay. I just don't understand that stuff. I, how can you even defend that? Well, the, well, you know, here's the, another thing that they did that I bought, you know, I'm in, I'm in favor. We've got the money for. Poor kids to get free lunches at school. I understand I don't think that. Yep. A, you'd have to be a curmudge. I don't think there are many that live in Edina, however. We don't need to give free lunches to the entire state. No, we don't. There has to be a way to figure out how to target it to people that actually need it and not give it to people that don't. That's just I couldn't agree more. Dumb. How about like a cage match kind of thing? The yeah, guy who wants mm-hmm. it the most mm-hmm. gets it, but not without a struggle. <laughs> fight for that fight cheese sandwich. Exactly. you got to fight it out. You want your government cheese, do you, kid? Well, the taxation thing, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I think we're all hit by it. But it's mostly property taxes. Yeah. So oh, it's, property not, taxes it's not money. really the state in that case. It's not really the state? No. Who gets the money? Well, the, the property taxes are, you know, that's a local thing. It goes to local government, no, which is still government. It's, but government. it's still government yeah. in the state of Minnesota. Well, and I don't know how local government gets by with, you know, I mean, the expenses there, especially now with inflation, they're they're. They are, they're going through the same thing that all of us are going through. Have you seen the roads? Seen, yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh, every, my God. Like, I went down to see. Every damn year. I know. I went year. down to see Peter Bourne yesterday. Oh, yeah. He I has his that. boat in, in uh, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of it. It was just there. Billy's anyway, Harbor. have to go get on Shepherd Road to go to uh, down to the marina. Yeah. And they've got one sign that says Rough Road. 40 miles an hour. So I slowed down to like 50 and went through it. And they had another one that said rough road, 20 miles an hour. Like, oh, my God. I thought my teeth were going to fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's, been yeah. it's incredible. Carpet bombed. How do, you think it's, how do you think it's like to drive when you have a 25-year-old car? Well, this was a, my 20-year-old little Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, just, well, you've been in that. The yes, I car. It's a nice car. I, I, just, I pick Mike up and he goes, I hate red cars. <laughs> There's a shot. Free ride. There's a shot. Well, then I went on to tell you the story. You did have a story about getting run into by some no, crazy it's, woman. No, it's these potholes are crazy. You know, you know, you ever been on Industrial Boulevard? Oh yeah. It's now pre-Industrial Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the road road to Da Nang. It looked like the the, the U.S. had just carpet bombed. Oh, it. it's so horrible out there. Speaking of that, by the way, and I can't say who it is, but he's. I I don't really know him that well. I just know him because he's a public figure sold his house because he got his he got his new property tax statement a thousand dollars a day what three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars a year for his property taxes. Wow. whoa what what, what, what <laughs> kind of house is he living in well he might have had a 15, yeah. 15 acres on minnetonka uh-huh. but oh, wow. still a thousand dollars a day so what do you get for that what do you get for your property taxes where well, does that money go? Public safety public, is the well, biggest one. For guys it is like him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's overpaid free <laughs> loading cops. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you. where most of the money goes. Public yeah. education. Well, so that's good. That's like education, yeah. 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 I mean, they're necessities. Yeah, road and... Well, not St. Paul, not road maintenance. I just yeah. moved to... Yeah. I'm, I'm an idiot. I moved from Dakota County to Ramsey County to St. Paul. Wow, did my property taxes go up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts in St. Paul do you live? Highland Bridge. 
the brand. Oh, I love it. it. Yeah, it's love great. that area. Wow, though. Wow. Plus an assessment. Yeah, we. Wow. Every time somebody talks about you know the high bridge over there, every time somebody brings up anything, that poor kid back in oh god, this must have been thirty years ago. When did they cancel Battlestar Galactica? Remember that show? I do remember yeah. that Was show. Was that 35 yeah. years Something ago? Something like that, that, yeah. yeah. Battlestar Galactica, let's see, the original one, I'm assuming. Because yeah. there was it one in 2004. A, it's always been a popular place for people to jump from. That's what he did. Went yeah. to the High Bridge and jumped off the High see, Bridge. He's but, talking about Highland Park. The no, High Bridge is over in yeah, St. Yeah. Paul. No, no, I, yeah. I understand yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. I just it, Whenever yeah. I hear High and Bridge and the same yeah. thing, I go, oh, God. But the, the sad thing about that is he jumped. And then caught himself by his hands mm. and hung there for a minute or two before he then plummeted. Mm-hmm. That was 79. 79. Yeah. So wow, that, yeah. yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. So I was working at Capitol Records then. We can get super morbid. I've read a few. Uh, it was an article about people that have tried to uh, commit suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge oh. and survived. Well, they have And netting, almost right? all of them said... As soon as they took the step, they were like, holy shit, what did I do? I know. Can you remember? Well, what's his name? Didn't Tony Scott jump off? What bridge did he jump off of? I don't remember. Who is that? Ridley Scott's brother. Oh, okay. <clears throat> what the hell is it? Tony? It's not just Tony Scott. It's Tony something Scott, I think. I don't remember. But yeah, he went and, you would think a guy's got to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, so it's not money. What would make you jump off a bridge when you're very wealthy, famous, you got everything. Well, here's another morbid story. It's centering on San Francisco. The guy that started Victoria's Secret yeah. sold it for $5 million. Mm-hmm. Could get by in five mil pretty well. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Not in San, Not Paul. In San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> Ten years later, the company's worth $50 million, and he got so depressed he killed himself. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you got $5 million. You're $5 million bucks. You're good. I know. You rarely hear about people killing themselves because they don't have enough money. You know, seriously. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's very rarely yeah. a reason. Yeah. It's the other way. Yeah. If you're Tony Scott and you have all that money, why would you jump off a bridge? Find something more exquisite. Exactly. Yeah. Drink yourself to death. Yes. Now we're talking. With on premium. <laughs> premium. Can we do a musical break? Of course. You got a pee? So, no. Um, Mike and I were talking a couple of months or so ago, and he's a big Jackson Brown fan. Andy, I'm going to need you to look this up and play it. The band is called Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. And the album and the song I want you to play is May All Your Favorite Bands. I think it's called All Your Favorite Bands. May All Your Favorite Bands Stay Together? Yep. Play the song. And now, they don't all do Jackson Brown impersonations, but this will ma- remind you of yeah. your favorite musician. Let's see. Uh, you like musicians that beat up just, their wife? Nice gal fan. Just from the, the beginning? That's, yeah. That's just... That's it's one crazy woman who said, he hit me. It was what's-her-name, right? Uh, um, beautiful blonde woman. All right, roll it, Andy. <laughs> Screw these guys. I'll think Fuck of these it. guys. <laughs> this? Yep. Okay. It's Paul McCartney. This is Candle in the Wind. Just wait. Late night drives and hot french fries And friends around the country From Charlottesville to good old Santa Fe When I think of you, you still got on That hat that says let's party I hope that thing is never thrown away I hope that life without a chaperone Is what you thought it'd be I hope your brother 
That's enough, Andy. What do you think, Mike? Well, it's got some of that Jackson Brown sound yeah. to it. Yeah, the piano especially. Yeah. yeah. He's always got the kind of like a mournful piano. Yeah. He did. But he, nobody does death songs better than him. What happened to him? He just disappeared. No, he's, he's, still, he's still touring, Is he, man. Is he yeah, really? Yeah. I haven't heard his name in years. And, you know, every now and then his voice is pretty good again, too. Oh, is it? It varies. Because it was always good, you know, in the younger days. Yeah, it wasn't like great. He never got by on his voice. But, no. you know, his lyrics are, you know, incredibly good. I had good. a friend in college that looked just like him. I mean, yeah. We'd go to O'Gara's uh, together. I, bet he did okay. I, was the, I was the wingman. That was yes. awesome. <laughs> he would have done okay. No, that isn't actually Jackson Brown, but I can still get your autograph <laughs> if you like. What's the oldest singer who still tours or, like, has ever toured? Like, there's a certain point Sid where you, just, you can't do it anymore, <laughs> right? Well, Tony Bennett was still doing gigs yeah. in his 90s. B.B. King. Yeah, he, and still singing... Probably about half as good as he was, and he was a great singer. I, Tony I, Bennett. Yeah. So Tony Bennett at fifty percent is still better than. I, I saw else. him in uh, I saw him in Vegas on one of the KQ trips, mm-hmm. and uh, he did occasionally. He would just you know because it was a pretty intimate room, but occasionally like he would just he would just turn the microphone off. He would just sing without it. Yeah, and really? he could still project like. Oh, that. I love that. Andy, when yeah. was he at Mystic Lake last time? Because we saw him out there. And he was dancing around. He was in his 90s. I know yeah. that for sure. He was dancing around, shaking a microphone, telling jokes. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, Lady uh, Gaga. 2017. Lady Gaga kind God, of helped was six him years ago already. Right at the end. Wow. Oh, is that right? She was, and, they did a, a, an album together, duets, and then she went. She toured with him. And, you know, he was losing his memory. Uh, but yeah, that he, was the one thing that he did, he did that it all sort yeah. of like, you know, mm-hmm. that it all come back and he knew what to do because it was his deal. Yeah, Tony Bennett's 96, yeah. so 2017 he would have been 91 then. So he's still alive. Wow. He yeah. is still alive, God, yes. that's amazing. There's a number of musicians who have dementia but can still sing their songs. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Glenn it's like Campbell people with a stutter. Like Glenn Campbell, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, people with a stutter can sing. It's right. something about, it just, it, it involves different circuitry in the brain. It that's does. not affected well, by that sort of thing. I wish my dad had Musical memory is different. <laughs> it's a different thing than your regular memory, which is why when you do the alphabet, you go, A-B-C-D-E. Yep. you yeah. remember it. Yes, yeah, you, you do. do. You can remember lyrics, but you can't. It's harder to remember poems or, or books. That is very true. To-do lists take up singing. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, yeah, Bennett was, he had Alzheimer's 2016 he was diagnosed. Really? So he's had Alzheimer's for almost eight years. Yeah. It's a long time, yeah, especially at that age. Usually, yeah, you don't live that long. My dad probably had dementia for about nine years. Wow, that's pretty rough. Yeah, Yeah, it was rough for everybody Mm -hmm. and my dad. I'm going to see my mom and stepdad. I haven't seen them since her 90th birthday, which was a year and a half ago. So we're flying down to Arizona on on Sunday just for a couple of days to visit them. And she must have called me five times since last Friday going, now... You're coming, right? I said, yeah, Mom, I am. So now, when are you going to be here? April 30th. May 30th. No, Mom, April 30th. No. Mm. Ah, shit. It sucks getting old. Mm. I can't even find a pen. Anyway, uh, I'll see you on Sunday. And then six oh. hours later, are you and Sarah coming down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. At least she remembers me and she remembers, you know. Mm-hmm. There are some funny things, you know. There's all, You can always find humor in dementia, but... Uh, you kind of have to dig for it sometimes. I would imagine that's this, true. This, the story that I like to tell about my dad is the fact that he, 
my dad had had he'd been in uh, in World War II. He'd been in intelligence unit, and he the he was learning Japanese. He learned how to speak Japanese pretty well, and he was stationed at uh, actually at Chevlin Hall at the U of M campus. Oh yeah, that was a barracks at that time, and uh, so he was he was stationed with a lot of Japanese Americans, and he really liked them a lot because he had a lot in common with them. You know, because my dad had grown up in Tulsa. So, he, sure. It, you know, he knew what it was like to get beat up every day by KKK guys, and uh, but but so my dad my dad uh, always was looking for people, even as he had dementia, who he could speak Japanese with, and so uh, there was a woman Kay who lived down the hall from him in assisted living, and uh, she she was Japanese, and so one day I, I was talking to her, my dad wouldn't speak to any of his neighbors, but but I did. And, and I asked her about, I said, hey, do you, do you speak Japanese? And she sort of looked indignant for a moment. She said, why? <laughs> she said, of course I speak Japanese. And she said, you know, I was, I was we, you know, we were, we were, uh, we had, we, I grew up, she said, as a teenager, I spent my, almost my whole teenage years in, in, uh, in, a, in a camp. <coughs> and uh, so she said, we only spoke Japanese because we didn't want the guards right. to know what we were saying. And so um, I said, well, you know, maybe you could talk to my dad. And she said, yeah, I'd, I'd, sure, I could do that. And so uh, about, about a day or two later, I was walking in the, in the assisted living place, and I saw her. He was, she was sunning herself with a couple of the other uh, old women. Right. And, uh, and I said, well, uh, so uh, did you get a chance to get together with my dad? She said, yeah. I said, well, how'd it go? And she said, uh, it didn't go real well. He actually can't speak Japanese. Hmm. What? So yeah. So well, it didn't surprise me. But oh, it didn't surprise. N- not at all. It didn't surprise. So me. why did he say he could if he couldn't? Because he thought he could. Oh, he's that yep. far along. Yeah. I yep. see. Okay. So I went upstairs to my dad's uh, place and and I sat down. And I said, Hey, uh, did you get a chance to talk to Kay? He said, Yes. And I said, Well, how'd it go? He said, uh, it, it didn't go very well. She can't speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them's lying. <laughs> yes. Wow. I love that. My dad's in memory care, the stories that come out of that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, memory that. care is like oh. every second is a tragedy. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa, he spent the past, or the last year, I think, of his life in memory care. Yeah, yeah he did. I don't what know how it? anyone lives a year in there. Yeah. Oh, he's seven years. Oh. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Don. Mm-hmm. Well, One, he made it to, what was he, 95? 96. 96. So he won every medal in World War II except for the Congressional Medal of Honor. Purple hearts and silver stars, yeah. and wow. my God. Went over and started fighting at 16 years old in World War II. Mm, yeah. Wow. It's like, my God. Can you imagine going through all that stuff? Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. 
You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Now, because of you pills, bringing that up, and I hear Kiyu Sakamoto in my head all day. Because Thanks. Because of you pills. You I don't too. remember bringing up anything about Japanese people. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Could you play the tape back in? Sure, blame it all on me. <laughs> blame it on, yeah, you didn't bring it up at all. But um, I will. I'll have that song, Sukiyaki, in my head the rest of the day. Way oh, to go, Galfan. Sukiyaki. I love that song. Could you even, I bet even though he was Japanese, singing in Japanese, they probably wouldn't let him call it Sukiyaki anymore. Well, the name has nothing to do with the lyrics. That's what I'm saying. That's why they wouldn't let him do it anymore. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true, yeah. It's just the one word that Americans knew in Japanese yeah, was basically. Sukiyaki. <laughs> that was it. That's it's like artificial knew. intelligence. Yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. It's like, yeah, imagine going over to Japan as an English-speaking singer. And you come out with like this song about like tragedy of love lost, and you call it hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty be. much what he that's did. Pretty over much here. what he did. And it's because it's the only thing that, that that Americans knew about. And that was, by the way, in the fifties. It was not that long after World War II. So you got to kind of hand it to people for for enjoying him and all the rest of it because. Yeah. What, 10, 15 years earlier? Sukiyaki, 1960, well, let's see. It charted in the U.S. in 63. 63. Yes. So 18 years after the end of World War II. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty damn incredible when you look at it that way, isn't it? It is interesting how quickly the U.S. and Japan mended things yes. after World War II. That's exactly what I'm saying. I, that's amazing. Like, I don't think happened. any nation uh, did so much damage in such a short period as when those bombs were dropped. And then 20 years later, it was like, hey, let's become, you know, trade partners. <laughs> exactly. Well, the oh. Japanese, uh, you know, the culture is one of pragmatism. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. That absolutely Because is. they've got a lot of things, you know, like, especially because there's so many people in such a small space. Oh, Tokyo, They've yeah. got to get along. Yep. I think there's big guilt over that, too. They well, have, Bill, yeah, guilt yeah. is probably a big part of the yeah. process. Sorry wiped out your population. We'll buy your TVs. Well, that's all right, because FDR only imprisoned about, what, 100,000 of them? But other than that... Eh. Manzanar, that's where K was. I was trying to think of it. Manzanar was the was the big camp in California. Oh, yeah. It had been yeah. an apple origin, uh, oh, orchard. Oh, really? I was going to say Manzana means apple. Means apple, right. Apple orchard. And then uh, what happened was uh, the uh, the water went away. 
It went all went to to L.A. Oh yes, right. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you've seen Chinatown, you get the picture. That's a great movie. And all the trees disappeared, and then they said, "What are we going to do?" Oh, I know. We'll imprison a lot of Japanese people who did nothing wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. That's a what fine happened. way to spend a day. I think. That's exactly yeah. what happened. And we'll have too. them sleeping uh, at night in the sand. Yep. Yeah. God, what a look back at the history of the world. It, it ain't pretty. No, it? it isn't. No, I would say not. Human beings are shady at best. <laughs> I think no. on a good day. On a good day, we're shady as hell. It's like you know. It's like my. Uh, it's like my um, grandmother-in-law said, one night when we were having Thanksgiving dinner. It was my family, and in uh, their family, and then of course my my dad and I got into, and my mother got into some kind of argument about something. <laughs> but it was you know that's what we do, right? Right. And right. and my uh, my grandmother-in-law said, "Why can't the Jews get along?" Well, why can't you? But you know, it's I true. Like, why can't that? anybody get along? They can, nobody can get along anymore, and that's that is the part of it. I'm gonna be very serious with you about. I am so sick of the extreme positions where you can't agree about one thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Well, that's nearly impossible. Well, because people, you know, it's just a far more extreme environment, and that yeah. that exacerbates an issue which has always been there in the anyway. Yeah. So now it's just worse. Just my God, you hate everything about that. Per Why? Calm down, right? Let's shift gears. I have a question. How long were you a uh, Bloomington cop, and who's the most famous person you ever wrote up for DWI? Oh, <laughs> you had to be a Vikings player, right? Bobby no. Craver. No. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I, I know the guy who got him. Um, I was there 18 years. <laughs> I know the guy who got him. <laughs> Every year we had a parade. <laughs> it was great. Way to oh, go. Poor Tommy. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I never, I, I've stopped a few of them. I never, ever arrested one. Yeah. But I would have. Well, just so I could tell the story now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Darn it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, he was Bud Grant was part of our culture too. That guy was just a cool dude. He'd still stop in the police station and hang oh, out. Oh yeah, the he time. loved that. You know, yeah, that was <laughs> just it was so Minnesotan and it was probably the last time he did it, might have been six years ago. He goes, here's a famous football, iconic football coach, <clears throat> goes on the morning show to advertise his Annual garage yes, sale. Yes, garage sale. Only in Minnesota would that <laughs> yes, happen. You're right. Awesome. Yeah. You're right. Uh, he yep. always could pinch a penny pretty hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I met... You want another signed football? <laughs> I had Bud Grant on, what, 20 times? Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. uh, easily 20 times. <coughs> Never, ever remembered my name or who I even was. Uh, I love people like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's or they call you by the wrong name. Yeah, well, that. Jerry, how are you? Very good to see you, Jerry. <laughs> so, uh, so you didn't answer the question though. Who's the most famous Viking I ever got? No, no, just oh. the most Viking, most famous person. <sighs> I don't recall arresting anyone truly famous. I'm sorry, Mike. Damn I'm you. sorry. Well, I know. Why did you yeah. even come in? I don't know. I'm just. I'm here to drop names about my cousin. <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Francis sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to sucks. bodyguard a whole bunch of these people at the mall, so I got oh, to I meet suppose, them all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, the worst human being I've ever met, mm -hmm. ever, Mariah Carey. Oh, I've yeah. heard that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Horrible yeah. person. Yep. I tripped Queen Latifah. Uh, <laughs> the imagery is just yes. stunning. I know, yeah. Bookends. They're like bookends, yeah. So Mariah Carey, terrible. Tripped Queen Latifah. She went flying because I stepped on her heel, and she is the nicest human being I've ever met. Really? really? Yeah. So she didn't bark at you or anything? Nice no, she hear. was great. She and her dad's a cop, so she's been surprised. Oh, okay. oh there yeah. you go. Well, yeah. Once someone gets sufficiently deified in the media, 
they become bad people. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Almost always. Not always. She had a mm-hmm. fair amount of fame for, you know, five years or so. She yeah, but nothing like Mariah Carey. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She Yeah, she's in the, like, the pantheon yeah. of... Uh, oh. Of entertainers, and I think it's it's very difficult not to get very full of yourself when you make it that far. Yeah, yeah. I know from all my years in radio, I've had to take oh. hours of therapy just to oh. kind of yeah. interact with normal people. The yeah. egos, it's difficult, you know, we unbelievable. Have to do sometime, and I'm very serious. Talk to you should definitely go. sucks. <laughs> we used They're to so get boring. together once a year with the Minneapolis Police Department over at Maeslax. Every year we'd get God together. God help us. Yeah. Oh, my God, was that yeah. a great time. Just hearing all the stories. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. just picture it. Oh, honest to God, the stories. They're my favorite story of all time. This guy comes my old neighborhood. He's called on a, on a uh, murder call. Come to North Minneapolis. He comes in, and there are all these people sitting in the living room. He said, well, where did this happen? Well, it happened right here, obviously. Oh, it did. Okay, well, why are all you people here? Well, we just kind of say, he goes, you've got to get the hell out of here now, okay? So he turns around, and he's escorting him. He turns around, and there's still a guy sitting on a couch, asleep. He's got his <laughs> mouth hanging open. He goes, get the hell out of here. And one of the people said, that guy got shot in the mouth. He's the dead guy. And he goes, oh, no. oh then you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that. Ugly told me that story. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, you get, you definitely develop a little uh, exterior to deal with that stuff. But yeah. oh, I bet. Yeah, I Coming could. Up, is it? Did you have to have to come? I hope the answer is no. But the, the one thing about yes. being a cop, I could not come upon a child that's been hurt or dead. Oh God! I did that once, and that oh. sent me into a spiral. That I bet. I, yeah. the kid was two years old. I won't get into it too much. I'll start crying. But um, oh. I had to drive in the ambulance as the kid was dying, telling the kid to stay awake. And when I got to the hospital, Jeez. the kid died right in front of me. And oh. That the kid, my kid was the exact same age. And I call my my kid, my ex wife at the time, or my ex wife, um, and <laughs> <laughs> whatever I'm trying to yeah, say. Let's just those. say we're not getting along so well right now. But uh, I called her and I said, "Put the kid on. I got to talk to my kid. I got to talk to him." Yeah. Of course, he was an asshole. Yeah. Two years. He goes, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, kid. I'm not talking That's to you. Yeah, uh, that's real helpful. Eighteen month old at the moment, and if he doesn't want to do something, he's not going to do it. No, nope. that's nope. very much no. true. Yeah, so oh, that that's got to that's got to be a t- oh, that part of the job cannot be good. Yeah, well, that put me into a spiral, and it's I could see that. Yeah. But you know, cops are evil. That's horrible. Oh, I know. They don't are. ever yeah. do anything for anybody. I just like to point that out. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys know what I'm working on, but it's 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 all about that. So are you really? Yeah. What so, are you working on? So I am actually the president of an association that represents retired cops, duty okay. disabled cops. Um, I don't know if you know this. Something happened in Minneapolis. A whole bunch of them left. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. I did I see know. that. I don't know if you guys follow the news. Saw that one. So uh, there are about 880 people that we represent, and the pension people. And the politicians in Minnesota are taking away the pension that we have been promised. They're taking a bunch of money back Why? from us to save money and shore up the pension and stop the post-traumatic uh, stress disorder retirements. So that's – and actually that's part of the reason I was a little late today. I was coming from the Capitol. I've oh, okay. uh, undertaken a whole <clears throat> political uh, career apparently for free, and uh, I've been at the Capitol just about every day over the last month. So you weren't beating teenagers for no reason at all? No, okay. we always had a good reason to beat them. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's always, always a good reason. Always a good reason. <laughs> they had it coming. Yeah, yeah. You looked at me funny. Yeah, words on my mouth. Yeah. So that I, I would say our pension right now is under attack. 
Uh, these that are people lie. who... Why? You earned that. We're a line-item budget, and we've been unrepresented in this process, and the, the legislature has moved forward for two years, unbeknownst to us. So we are now clamoring our way to get back into this this thing and i'm learning about politics and how much you have to shake hands and meet oh, with yeah. these people and um it's been quite an education but i feel like we're making some progress the problem is we have people who've been living off this income for 10 years <coughs> five years two years they know what they're going to make and now the pension people are taking that back from them mm-hmm. so next year uh, we have some people that are going to be losing forty thousand bucks off their bottom line, oh, and they're Jesus. not going to be able to keep their houses. Well, I feel like pensions in general are just, they're nowhere near as prevalent as they were 50 oh, years yeah, ago. So. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everyone over a certain age seems to be receiving a pension. That's why they invented the 401k. Yep, mm-hmm. now it's a 401k, mm-hmm. but that's it's got its own set of issues. Right. Yeah, it's been a rough market for sure. No, no question about that. I, I just, experiences with cops... I talk about this quite often because growing up, you know, where I grew up and stuff, and a lot of action going on, a lot of drug dealing. Chaska? Yes, Chaska, <laughs> that's exactly where it was. The mean <clears throat> streets of the town course. But I will never, this all started, and first of all, like I said, my mother's first cousin was a detective in the Minneapolis Police Department, so I had cops around me all the time anyway. But I remember a friend of mine came, well, he's dead now, his name was Royal Matson. He came back from Vietnam where he was a minigunner. And I guess those things, whoa. Miniguns, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. They can, yeah, tear a building in half. We're walking along, and it's about 6 o'clock in the morning. We'd both been wheeling all night. We're walking down 26th Avenue North, just right there in Queen, right by St. Anne's uh, Church, right there, where I went to school. We're walking along, and the police station used to be right across the street. I don't think it's there anymore, the Minneapolis Police Department. West Broadway and Queen Avenue. Yeah, I don't think that's there. Yeah, anymore. their their SWAT operation yeah. was up there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're walking along, and, and uh, a cop pulls his car and goes, "What are you, what are you boys up to?" And Roy said, "None of your business." I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, we're gonna go through this." So basically, they separate us, and because there were these alcoves at St. Anne's that you would go, they you know go into the building, so nobody else could see us in there. Right? So I'm in there talking to the cops, and the cop says, you hear that noise? That's because your friend didn't want to get along with us. Oh. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> that was before video cameras. <laughs> that was before video cameras. And I do remember that day they said, the fact that you didn't act like he did, we're not going to do that. The sergeant's coming over here right now, but you need to carry this with you the rest of your life. If you had done the same thing he did, we'd be kicking your ass right now. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. And I, the fact that they gave me a break like that, I appreciated that. Because I do think Roy was out of line when he did that. There's no question. There was no reason for him to do that. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Didn't you just get done saying it was 6 in the morning and you two hammerheads have been pouring <laughs> cocktails down all night? What's wrong with that? Maybe I'm just, I never met Roy. We maybe, were walking Maybe he was an asshole, but maybe it's he couldn't possible hold it as well. that he wasn't making great judgment. Well, decisions. that's a possibility. Well, they didn't kill him or anything. Well, that, which is good. Mm-hmm. He, he was still alive. And here we I thought home. they were out of line. <laughs> yeah. The walk home after that must have been fun. Oh, it was okay. a thrill. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I suppose it is kind of weird that a person grew up, growing up where I grew up, I do have a respect for authority, and I don't, I suppose it came from my mother. I guess, because my mother had to raise a family by, by herself. So maybe that's why I came up with a respect for authority. And 
That's why I never had any problem with cops. We have Officer Dave on the phone. Two cops no, in no. one. Oh, no. I'm out of, I'm out of here. <laughs> He's not a real cop. He's from the suburbs. <laughs> He's not a real cop anymore. You're retired. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. Thank you, Douglas. How you been? I'm, I'm, it's been weird if you've been listening, but uh, good things are right around the corner, so I'm, I'm okay. My biggest frustration right now is... I'm unemployed. The boat's in the water, but I can't get to because the dock's <laughs> underwater. So I guess in the you know the pantheon of problems one could have, that's probably kind of minor. Yeah. That's pretty minor. Yeah. yeah. So so Derek, you're gonna mess with Para again? Is that what I heard? Yep. Yeah, Para's messing with us. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I am so glad I bailed when I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I hit 55 and I jumped. That was like, okay. Isn't it wonderful on the other side, my friend? Oh, uh, you know, it was wonderful for about two weeks. My wife and I we did, took a little trip. Uh, I'm still dealing with the, wait a minute, I don't have to put that stuff on anymore. Uh, what, the makeup? But. <laughs> <laughs> the bra and the panties. <laughs> Officer clowns here. <laughs> the the, uh, the super suit, as I called it all the time. But no, and so it's like now I'm like I got bored after two weeks. I'm uh, like I need to do something. Uh, so I took a little part-time job, and now I'm like getting talked into maybe coming back to a part-time gig. So it's like. What do we do? What do we do? But they can't mess with you once you've already retired, correct? No, they can, and especially with the disability right. benefit. They they can, they have, they are. No, I might have to storm the Capitol. <laughs> As the president of the association, I would encourage you not to storm the Capitol, but we definitely need your support. Yeah. Don't storm it. Have you ever met Officer Dave? No. Officer Dave, how tall are you again? 6'4". 6'4", and how much do you weigh again? 300 pounds before I put any gear on. 300 pounds, and he doesn't have one ounce of fat on him, so uh, there you have it. Dave, you're invited. Let's storm the Capitol. (laughs) Yeah, screw it. I changed my mind. Alternate plan, storm it. Everybody follow Dave. (laughs) Do they, can they even... There's actually, actually happened, Doug. That has happened in real life. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Dave, here's my question. Yep. How do they stitch together enough yep. polyester to fit on your frame? Right. Well, I actually was on the Lima Honor Guard, and it took a year for them to make my uniform order. <laughs> okay, we're almost done with the arm. We're, <laughs> we're almost there. Special order, the 58 extra long coat, and then the... The 40-inch waist wasn't a big deal, but that coat was a brutal. And, well, have so, you guys seen this Lima Honor Guard? So they, they, they're yeah, all dressed yeah, up. Yeah. Where did they put you in the line? You had to be in, like, in the way back. Otherwise, no one could be seen behind you. It was always first. Tall guys, it goes tallest to shortest. That's funny. The guy who so, runs it is this retired uh, Golden Valley police chief. Um, Ooh. Jim Crawford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's okay. like 123 years old. Right. He's in charge of one of the initiatives I'm part of. But he's he's so cute right now. He's just, okay, you guys, you need to get out there. And, I mean, he's been retired for 50 years. It, it's hilarious to see him still involved. Awesome. And 
I, if you work for Bloomington, I'm very good friends with one of your co-workers who's on the honor guard. Oh, that's, so, that's great. I used to be in charge of ours. Is, is he? No, I used to be. I can't believe Yeah. Oh, you used yeah. to be? Oh, well, Hours no, long committee meetings over what, what color our badge was and where the buttons go and how many oh, inches God, apart. The, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff's important, guys. Yeah. The biggest arguments are always, should we have a pocket on our shirt or not? You know, that's what always takes forever. It's a tough call, man. Thanks, Officer Dave. Come back, guys. Love you all. Take care. You too, See you later, Dave. See, great stories, great copper stories. What more could you ask yeah. for? I like, just saw you, you, your association was just on the news a couple of days ago. I saw that yeah. my wife and I, now that we're a million, I don't have a job. We've been watching the 6 o'clock local news, and so it's all kind yeah. of coming together now. We, it's been a press blitz. So I, um, after retiring, I became a stand-up comedian of all things and then a realtor. So I, I'm all about self-promotion. So I'm the natural guy, I guess, to be the president of this association because over the last month it's been press blitzes. We have a press uh, press conference on Tuesday, um, and I guess I'm the guy for it. But it, we're, we're everywhere, which is good. You have some natural <clears throat> speaking abilities, and that's always good because a lot of cops don't. Yeah. You know, you get the press conference and they're <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yes, yes. And then they talk in that cop talk where yep. they make up stuff to make it sound like it's sophisticated. At fourteen fifteen p.m., we were dispatched to the domicile right. to check on the perimeter of various subjects. That's exactly right. Yeah. And what's the best response you ever got to the question? Well, I don't know if you've ever asked the question, but a lot of cops do. You know, do you know why I pulled you over? Oh, I love that. <laughs> the, um, the most natural one was um, I. Well, obviously, I got a lot. I need to take a shit. Yeah. That was a common one. Oh, one lady yeah. said, I'm pregnant. I'm headed to the hospital. And I didn't believe her. And yeah, I wrote a ticket. I got out yeah. of quite a bit. <laughs> you were a motorcycle cop. We wrote everyone a ticket. I was in my 20s. I used to drive a little faster than I should have. And I, no. I got out of quite a few tickets by jokes. And uh-huh. it, yeah. Every time the cop would ask that, which was mm-hmm. fairly often, I'd say, are you writing another good driving certificate? <laughs> <laughs> Half the time. But my best one, I was, I had a motorcycle, and I'm driving up 694 to get to 36 to head out to Stillwater. And I'm going 90. This is the middle of the day. I'm just you know, reasonable. fast. And I'm about to get onto 36, and there's a highway patrol cop in the middle, and I see the lights come on and the wheels turn. like, oh, fuck. So I pull over, and I wait for him at the bottom of the ramp. Uh, and he goes, you know, I pulled you over, and I said the same thing. And he goes, yeah, not quite exactly. In the meantime, everybody that I've dusted for the last ten miles mm-hmm. is going to still otters, honking their horn, yeah. and giving me their fingers. Sure. He's like fans of yours, and I said, yeah, we're going to a family. <laughs> I love it. And he goes, uh, and I'm gonna have to. I couldn't get you on the radar, but when you went around that truck, you made it look like he was stopped. And my, mm. and I'm gonna give you a warning. I said, don't do that. He goes, what? I said, please don't give me a warning. Cop goes, it doesn't go in your record. It's okay. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. Only girls get warnings. <laughs> the guy started laughing. He goes, get the fuck out of here. Get away from me, you. The one time I ever got a ticket, I definitely deserved it. It wasn't like... Oh, any, I deserved every one I got. It wasn't anything like speeding or reckless endangerment or anything like that. I got, col- uh, I got pulled over for having expired tabs. Yeah. And she was like, you know, your tabs are expired, right? And I'm like, well, yes, I do, because I hadn't... Uh, 
renewed them in three years. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Did you get your car towed? Oh, That's God. That's usually what happens. But then you got to pay for three years. Yes, worth you do. Of, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. People you don't do know indeed. that. You can't just yeah. pay for this year. You've got to pay for every year. Unless you can prove it was in deep storage, then you don't, then you don't have to. But yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like do a if car you're guy. actually driving. Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, and I'm sure she didn't believe me, but I was on my way to get my tabs renewed. Yeah, nobody believes so that. I, I don't even believe that. I was driving it around with expired tabs for two years. Nothing happened, and of course, on my way to get the new tabs, that's when I get pulled over. Yeah, well, you know, in, in 2020, 21, 22, there were a lot of tickets being issued for expired tabs. Yeah, that is true. Those went away, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so it's proactive much. police work. No, I so, suppose. Yeah. But. Well, I got to get to a grandfather's day over at my kids' uh, grandkids' school. Nice. Well, can I close with a quick cop story? Sure, sure. You can do whatever the hell you want. Favorite stories because you two, well, you three are going to love this. So we're on vacation somewhere, and I get a cop from the Golden, a call from a cop at the Golden Valley Police Department. said, Tom, um, somebody said that your alarm went off. It's not on. We're at your house now, and the alarm's not on uh, now, but we were able to gain entrance to the house because one of the, the cleaning people were here. Um, and it doesn't look like anybody robbed your house. The only problem is they did ransack one of the rooms on the second floor, I mean, it's just torn to shreds. So I don't know what they were looking for. Is there a safe in there or something? I said, no, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's stuff everywhere. It's just been ransacked. It was Alex's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A 14-year-old girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, having raised three boys, I can, uh, yeah, I pretty much knew where that was going. Not a lot better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a mess. It looked like somebody ransacked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Before is, we go. Oh, yes, sir. I know, Doug, you didn't like the other two ideas of Joe's, but I think he's got a good one. Okay. Uh, sex toy demonstrator. There you go. Why, why nice. not? Nice. Why not? Indeed. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. You're going to come back soon. Yeah, I'll uh, keep everybody updated. It was really fun to see all yeah. my friends again and meet a new one. He's a wonderful. Doug. It just looks like Steve Martin. He's yeah. funny. He's <laughs> nice. First of all. Aw, too sweet. Steve Martin's retiring now, so he could just step in. Is he? He's not going to do any more movies. How old is he? I don't know. He's got to be late 70s, I think. I would think so. 77, yep. I just hope he doesn't write any more of those shitty essays for The New Yorker. Yeah. Oh, is that what he does? Well, if you're a celebrity and you think you're funny, they'll they'll publish anything. He wrote some weird stuff, yeah. did he? Yeah. It was never, but it was never funny. It was always surrealism, which... It's, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I've ever found surrealism funny after I turned, like, 16 or so. Comics love Steve Martin. They do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they do. More than I do, that's for sure. I, I mean, I don't dislike him. Yeah. I dislike his writing. But, you know, I mean, take or leave him. But, I mean, they a lot of the comics I've known just worship the guy. Yeah, they do. Interestingly, he actually is a really good banjo he player. Is. He's got a great banjo. Yeah, I heard that. Called I was going to say it was Edie Canyon Rangers, I think they're called. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Wow, you know why? Why, why Steep he's so Canyon. Li- Steep Canyon. Yeah. Why he's so likable having been a comic? So many of them are tough to like. Oh, so, yeah. Very true. So oh, yeah. I think that's why. Maybe he's not that funny. People. But he's that a is nice quite fellow. true. Gee, uh, I've never seen uh, any co- any any comic who was tough to get along with in my years on radio. <laughs> every for like, Thursday and Friday. Every single uh-huh. one of them hated me before they came in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go, man. <laughs> Dougie. All right. That's it. This is not car selling secrets, so fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs>